the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning, and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings investments in your retirement, as always, on the Max Out Savings Show. Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. And today we're going to be talking uh, quite a bit. We're going to talk some uh, different ideas on, on retirement. We're going to be talking about the, the markets. We're going to be talking about, you know, where, where are we going from here? Uh, and, and we li- really live in, in historic times in a way, uh, looking looking. Uh, back through history. If, if you look at some of the big trends, I mean, there, there's basically a number of really big trends out there. Uh, if, if you look at right now, uh, you know, I was just, I actually was just on the, on the phone with a friend of mine. We're talking, he, he, he was, we were talking about real estate yesterday and he was looking uh, out in the hill country and it, and it was, and there was like, uh, you know, there's like he was telling me that, of how expensive some of the homes are. This was multi multi million dollar homes in this one area. And he, he, he looked, and then he looked this morning. He called me back. He said, "Ted, all of the homes I told you, they're all sold. These were well above two million dollar homes. It, 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 it's not just at it, it, the high end level. It, 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 it's in the it's in the lower level. You know, somebody told me you can't hardly find a house for under three hundred and fifty thousand in many areas of Houston right now at all, that's the hottest market. And then I hear the houses above two million are red hot in the country. I mean, it's just extraordinary. I, I, I saw a house yesterday, they were asking, you know, it was a little better than a house I was looking at buying about four years ago or so out in the country, uh, you know, and, I, and uh, I didn't get it, which is a sore subject with me. I picked the wrong realtor and they, they didn't tell me the truth on something. But uh, it, it was like probably the house for what I bought would probably sell for two, maybe three times what I offered maybe three years ago. It, I just, I mean, I just could not believe the prices. And, and uh, it, it's just extraordinary. I'm hearing this from everywhere. I mean, we, we have one of the hottest real estate markets, probably one of the hottest real estate markets in history. I mean, it, this is in 07 and 08. People forget, you know, the Max Out Savings Show, we've been around since you know, uh, 2006. Uh, yeah, we said in 2007, this is a perfect storm in Wall Street. And we talked about the failure of the banks. Call it the perfect storm in July, I think, of 2007. In, in, in November of 2007, we said there's going to be failures of investment banks. We, we called out Lehman Brothers and we listed the, the balance sheets. We explained why. We didn't just say they were going to fail. We explained why and how and we predicted it. It, it, it had to do with the failure of the real estate market. They were giving you know, they were giving anybody that had a job and, uh, you know, uh, a uh, 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 money to go buy a house. Now, the, 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 it's a tighter market, but, but, but people, but there's more, I mean, it, it is a hotter market. It's a tighter market for lending. I mean, so, so they're not, uh, yeah, I won't even use what my friend, the two categories that were buying houses that they could get loans then. I won't even use them on the air, but both of them were illegal. But uh, it, it, it was, it was, it was, anybody could get a house. But, but, but this time, 
the, the lending standards are tighter, but more fascinating is it's a hotter market, and, and, and this money is is, is 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 flashing. There's an enormous amount of money out there, and and, and people, uh, it, it, it's hot in the cities. It's red hot in the country. People want to get out of the big cities. Uh, you know, Houston. People complain about Houston. You take nine. You take the top ten cities in the United States, and we're probably you know there's probably no more than three of them that are as good as us or better. The rest of them are. You look at some of these cities. Uh, you, you know, we talked about New York. Look, Miami's going to be the new Manhattan. You understand that? People, they're getting out of New York. New York, I'm not sure it can come back. I mean, it's going to come back eventually in some form or fashion. But but look, Miami, this is they're they're moving to Houston. They're moving to Miami. They're moving everywhere. Uh, but but you know, Miami is is a uh, is is a, is a seminal shift for people in the finance sector. They're they're like. You know, Goldman's moved some stuff into Palm Beach area. That whole sector, people are like, look, hey, I'm done with the taxes. I'm done with the insanity. I'm done with the ridiculous crime. And, and I'm done with the, you know, all the stuff, the people camping out in the parks. And it's just, uh, you know, it's just insanity. I mean, it's like something out of a Mad Max movie in New York City in San Francisco. And, and you know, I mean, the, the crime is out of control. People are getting broken into. They're being attacked. You know, what people are walking down streets in New York City, and they're, they're just, people are just cold cocking them. It, it, it's a frightening place. It, 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 and so this is – so, so people are moving down here. It, it's contributing to just a ridiculously hot real estate market. So, I mean, I, you know, I, I've talked on the show about I – mean, I mean, everybody has stories. I mean, it's really extraordinary. I mean, for the Federal Reserve to have interest rates at 1.6 – Right now, okay, I, what did I do? I just said this is one of the hottest real estate markets in history. The Federal Reserve is in here buying $120 billion worth of bonds a month. These guys are throwing money at the market like crazy. The market is the hot. It is overheating out there. Okay, we're spending money. They, they're saying, look, we're going to keep rates low up to 23 or longer. Don't worry about zero interest rates. Whatever you do, the economy will collapse. The minute I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? You know, look, have you looked at the real estate market? I, I've seen that the the the, the Fed, uh, you know, their beige book and their number. I mean, uh, look, this I gotta look. I would like the Federal Reserve. Why don't they look at the United States of America? I don't know where the hell they're looking. I don't know if they're if they're like in Mexico or if they're in Venezuela reviewing their markets. And, and you know, they're talking to the Fed. You know, our our Fed operations in Venezuela. But I don't know what planet they're on or what dimension they're on. Maybe they're in another dimension in the United States. But this is one of the hottest economies we have seen in the history of the United States of America. We've got interest rates at 1.5%. We just came in with inflation numbers running 4 or 5%. They're going to be hot next week. They're coming in as well. Hot inflation. I mean, there are shortages of everything in the country. And, 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 and uh, uh, we have a, a, a real 10-year real rates are at negative 0.84 after we factor in their ridiculously, absurdly low inflation numbers. And so, we have massive government spending on top of it. The Fed is buying these, these – they're buying this. They're keeping interest rates down. And on top of it, they're putting another $6 trillion budget package in place. And again, one of the hottest economies we've seen in decades. This is – it's reaching – complete insanity out there. And so what we're going to look, we're going to have inflation. And this is there's a number of huge trends hitting the market. I want you to understand that because this has big ramifications for your IRA rollover, your, your retirement. It, because most people in this country of their 60-40 split, they're all indexed, and they're indexed in the bond market, and everything's going to be fine. And it's like, no, the bond rates, you're getting negative on 10 years on treasuries. Yeah, you're getting a little more, but you're making virtually nothing after inflation on this. You're not protected for inflation. All these gross stocks and all these that have been in the S&P that have been powered by the tech sector, okay, well, that's starting to slow down. That's changing, and as interest rates go up and inflation goes up, the, 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 you're going to see these PEs come down. And it, 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 this is like the 70s. In the 70s, it was a different market. It was a different world. The, the stock market did nothing between, I think, I want to say 1968. I think it ran up to like 10, uh, 1,020. I don't think it went above, and maybe during that time it went to 1,063, and then it came back, you know, it went down to like 700. And then it, it, in 1983, it, it, it broke. And went through 1,080, you know, 1,067, 1,070, and then started its big move up. That's 15 years of nothing. Now, during that time, there was a lot of money made, but you had to be in the right things, and this is going to be. I mean, we have these 
big trends. Let's look at some of these big trends. Okay, we had the Federal Reserve expanding their balance sheet and flooding the system with money. When did we see that? We saw that in World War II to fight a war where the United States was attacked and our backs were against the wall. We were fighting for our lives. Okay, and then we saw a little bit after uh, going after the war too as they came back. Okay, so that we see the highest level of government spending per GDP since the Depression in World War II. Well, the Depression. They had 20% plus unemployment. There were bread lines. People were starving out there. And, 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 and during World War II, again, we were fighting for our lives. We had to ramp up. We had to rebuild. We had to basically build an armament business and, and, and convert our factories from making cars to tanks and airplanes literally almost overnight. It was extraordinary uh, action by the American people. And, 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 and then – and so they had to sit there and get that going. But but what happened is is they were able to do it. And so, but but to spending. So this time, look, we had a coronavirus last year. We had to shut down the economy, but probably wasn't as bad as we thought. But at the time, we didn't have a way to treat the coronavirus. Okay, we didn't know how bad it was going to be. Okay, so they shut the economy down. It was a, it was a national emergency, unlike we probably have seen since World War II. Back in February a year ago, a year ago, we said, "Look, this is going to be like World War II. We have to fight it like a war." We were right. Uh, we were ahead of everybody else in the city of Houston on this with the coronavirus, and so. But we had to spend the money. So, so our spending a percentage of GDP went up. Uh, well above to, to historic high levels or World War II type of levels. Well, after World War II, that went down. The problem is this is after the coronavirus right now. And yet we're still – we're coming up with another $6 trillion budget for next year with, with kind of all the dream things of you know universal basic income, universal this, universal that, free everything. Okay, well, we just ran up a huge amount of money. Out there, we, we okay because we were, we were. I mean, look. There's sometimes in a family. Anytime there's a crisis, an emergency, you've got to draw down your savings. You got to spend money to get to to to, 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 to get out of a situation. But but once you're out of the situation, you don't keep going, and that's what we're keeping and doing. So this is going to be inflationary, and, and, and so we have massive monetization of the debt by the Federal Reserve. We have incredible spending, out-of-control spending by the government. And the third thing we're seeing, which is, again, unique, another is, is this mass migration around the United States. We saw that during the Dust Bowl in the 1930s, where people had to leave. You know, they left a lot of the farms because there, there was drought. Food prices collapsed. Farm prices collapsed. They couldn't make money. There was the big migrations to California, in some cases New York. I doubt now the migration is leaving California. They're pouring into Arizona, Nevada, Texas. Uh, you know, they're buying houses like crazy here. They're coming down from, from New York because the taxes are out of control. The crime is out of control. People are like refugees. They're like, they got to get out of here. It, it, and, and, and what changed is it, it, in the 1930s, it was, it was people couldn't make a living. They, you know, they, it was horrible. They, 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 a lot of people were shut down. They couldn't make a living. They had to work remotely. And so what they were able to do was they were able to go off and they were with the internet they were able to revert remotely and then they realized wait a minute I can I can stay here I can live here they realized hey this is a pretty nice place maybe they moved back with their parents or maybe the parents moved in with the kids for a little while you know in the south and in both cases like hey this isn't bad here you got really nice schools here the taxes you're really paying this wow this is nice there doesn't seem to be the crime level here I feel safe and so you're seeing. A generational shift in population that this already was already happening before this, and then they put the you know Donald Trump erased the salt deduction, which which was kind of a a, a, a you know at the end of the end of the year you get you, all the taxes you paid you got to deduct and it kind of got your little money back with those going. It really opened people's eyes in California, New York, uh, 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 Seattle, Washington, uh, the New Jersey. Uh, Chicago, those places like, oh, my God, these people are taking advantage of me horribly, and I'm not even getting anything for it. And so you're getting this generational shift in population. So so the country is fundamentally shifting. Okay, and so 
This is we we've been saying this is like the 30s for a long time. I really felt like oh, 08, 09, I think they kicked it can down the road a little bit. Now we're we're in the middle of it again. And the world is fundamentally changing and inflation is coming back. We have a guns and butter philosophy. We've got to rearm for China. We've got to rebuild our factories. At the same time, they're trying to do the butter thing and give everybody free everything. And this is going to be inflationary like the 60s and the 70s. It's very similar to the very similar to the, the to to the 1970s and the other we've talked in the show for months now on the 1940 1945-46 after people came back from the war those were the two times after after world war ii in the 70s when the fed late very late 60s and 70s when the fed was too loose and didn't pay attention to inflation and because they were being pressured by the government to keep spending money and in both cases it led to a massive inflation that's what we're dealing with now and next week Later, yeah, well, next week coming up here on, I think, Thursday, we're going to get the CPI numbers, and, and we're going to see these numbers again. More bigger inflation numbers are coming. And, and so, so this week we had the employment drop from, uh, it was only 59, May uh, employment was, they gained uh, 559,000 jobs. They're expecting about 650, and the whisper number was closer to a million. So we go, oh, wow, the economy's not recovering. So rates fell again fell down uh, uh, on Friday and, and, and the dollar went up. Well, look, this inflation is there, people. They can hide it with some of these numbers, but 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 there's going to be massive rehiring coming up. P- the, the wages are very tight right now. May May wages went up about 7% on an annualized basis, about 0.5%. Inflation is here. It's manifesting itself, and it's not going to go away. Now, tell you, we're going to talk about this and how it's going to affect your retirement right after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant. And since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com. And we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're just talking about this inflation. If you look, if you look basically, this debt printing that we're dealing, you know, they're just printing money out there with the Federal Reserve. Look, what's happening is they're printing money because the government wants to keep spending money. The Biden administration is pressuring, is pressuring uh, uh, Fed Governor, uh, whatever his name is, Powell. Is, is is pressuring him to uh, to keep printing the money. Well, look, th- this is what caused the inflation to flare up in, in the 30s and the 40s, and and also in the 70s. The same type of thing when it, when it, when they said, look, you got to keep printing money, and, and that's when you saw these big inflationary surges. And and what's happening is 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 all this money out there. I mean, we're talking about the six. Uh, there are so many. You know, it, 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 we just talked about the three big trends reshaping the United States is massive fiscal spending, uh, 
debt monetization of the Federal Reserve, the biggest increase in, in the Fed's balance sheets is World War II, and the population shifts around the United States. These are big, big dominant trends that are very unusual that happen once every 50 years are all happening at the same time. And underneath it is, is, the, is these inflation trends, which are there too. It, it's, it's the fiscal spending. When you ramp up that, that's inflationary. Monetary printing at the Federal Reserve is inflationary because with, with the money printing and the fiscal spending, the fiscal spending is jamming it down into, into the economy, quite frankly, where it should be, whereas in 2008 and 2009, it floated above the, 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 the economy in the financial system. It, 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 and so this is going to be inflationary. At the same time, we're coming out of the pandemic where people are spending a lot more money than they normally would. I mean, people, it's, the money spending is becoming stupid out there. I mean, it's just, we just talked earlier on the show about the real estate. I mean, it, it's not the $250,000 house in a nice neighborhood that, that people are fighting over. It's, it's the $3 million house. I mean, it's extraordinary. Rarely do you see those type of, uh, 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 things work through those type of areas. It, and it's not here in Houston, Texas. It's not just in Austin, Texas. It's in Miami. I mean, they're, they're running out of mansions in Palm Beach. They're fighting over. It's 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 in it's in Nevada. It's in New Mexico. It's in uh, it's in Arizona. It, uh, you know, go try to find something in Montana. That's where the in Idaho. The prices are rising the fastest. Anyway, almost anywhere that is away from democratic control areas. That, that you know, a big city, people are pouring into where they feel safe. So obviously, they feel threatened by the pandemic. They feel threatened by the Democrats. They feel threatened by high taxes. They, they, and they generally, they're, they're trying to protect themselves. And this is not happening just the rich. Everybody is doing the same thing. People are trying, are, are sheltering. They, they've seen the pandemic. They've seen what a complete disaster that's been. I mean, what, it hasn't. I think we've managed through it pretty well. Uh, actually, we did a phenomenal job better than anyone else out there. We found two vaccines through Operation Warp Speed. We did everything right. We fought it like a war. The one mistake we made, it was for the first time in the history of the United States, actually the only, the second time in the history of the United States that we did not pull together. The first time was the Civil War. And the second time we did not pull together was this time when the Democrats in the mainstream media chose to politicize everything to do with the coronavirus. That has been detrimental to the United States of America. It's been huge, hugely damaged. It's divided the country. And go read your Bible, a divided house soon falls. And, 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 and so we've done everything right except the politicization. And, and, and let me tell you some of the good things that are starting to happen along those lines as well. So things are starting to change, okay? It's happened. We've been, we've been saying this for about a month now. It's like, look, people are starting to pull together. They're starting to fight back. Everybody everybody has to fight back. You know, maybe it's your school board election. Maybe it's your city council. Wherever, you have to stand up. Maybe you just take a stand and don't buy Coca-Cola products because, they, you know, they decided to get into the, you know, how everybody votes. But whatever whatever thing you do, Everyone has to take. We've been saying that, but but other people are saying it out there. Like, look, everyone's got to get involved. You're seeing a shift. A couple things are shifting out there. The the, the most glaring one was the the uh, coronavirus. Where did it come from? Wuhan lab. Look, last year, I want to say May, give or take a month. We we said, look, this thing looks like it came out of the China, the Wuhan. On the Max Out Savings Show, we said, look, the the uh, that, that, and so it had to be probably March, April. We said, look, the, 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 there is a level four, I think it was a level four uh, biocontainment lab, three miles or four miles, I think it was three and a half miles or something from the Wuhan wet market. It's really suspicious that this lab is right there working on these viruses. And then we talked, there was an Indian that, that broke down the DNA and said, no, no, this thing is this thing has been genetically modified. It looks like it possibly had something close to HIV or something in it. it, 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 it and other people were saying, wait, this thing looks like it, it was, came out of that lab. 
but but the government, the United States government, was absolutely uh, uh, Anthony Fauci, the rest of them were absolutely adamant there was no way it could come from that lab. Well, now we're seeing it did come from that lab. Or if somebody said there's not a one scintilla of evidence that it came from a bat whatsoever, it, it, but there's a lot of smoking guns pointing to that lab. It, 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 it and so 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 but but something shifted. What happened? There seems to be a shift going on. Uh, you know, B- Biden was getting everything through his his agenda. He basically rolled people uh, with the uh, with some tactics where they could they they were able to in Congress uh, uh, just pass the 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 budget with a uh, reconciliation with with uh, with a uh, a fifty fifty one vote thing. But a couple things happened. The Senate parliamentarian said, "Look, you can do that one time." But it, but you cannot do it again for the budget unless it's an emergency. So if the economy were to collapse or something, then you can come back with that. But so now they're going to have to they're going to have to sit there and uh, we're not going to see the, the the you know they were talking about tax, uh, cutting the estates to two million for the estate taxes, increasing the, uh, the eliminating the step up basis for inheritance. They were talking about capital gains tax going to 43% if you include the uh, the uh, Medicare tax. And they were talking about making it retroactive to earlier this year. But I think a lot of that's going to be pushed back because they're pushing back on it. The same thing happened with the Wuhan virus. All of a sudden, people are like, yeah, it did come out of the lab. Well, where did that come from? Something, the establishment, somebody up there in very powerful people are making some decisions that, hey, well, this has gone a little bit too far. Same thing with race, critical race thinking. Every, every uh, Four months ago, every Fortune 500 company was, was on the phone to Black Lives Matter uh, signing up for critical race thinking for all their employees. And now people are like, well, what is this critical race thinking? This has a lot of communist and socialist propaganda in it. Is this, is it this seems to be – rather than us all being – seen as equal, it's separating people into different races. This is not the teachings of Martin Luther King or Jesus Christ. Who, is, who are these people? So this pushback is starting to come. It, 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 this is what we've been waiting for. We're starting to see it come back. And so things are changing slowly for the better. But, but the inflation, that's going to take some more time. And, and that, that, that I, I really fear, is becoming a problem. And we've been talking about, so look, we're not the only ones worried about inflation. You know, we, 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 we said, look, other people around the world are watching this. They're in Europe and they're in China and they're, we're all over the world. You know, Japan, they're going, what is going on in the United States? Their election looks a little fishy to me. Now they're spending money at much higher levels of GDP than the rest of us all over the world. And, and now they, they, they're, they're printing money. Every, their Federal Reserve is printing money more than anybody. What's happening? And, and, and so – the dollar's been falling, and, and, and so other people are seeing this. And so I think the establishment is starting to understand that, wait a minute, the dollar's dominance is threatened, you know, the, which is one of the, the cornerstones of the power in the, for the United States of America. Because, look, if you're running a country, let me ask you something. I like everyone to get, think in their mind. What the, if, if, if you can invest anywhere in the world, you're trying to invest, and, and there's different countries, but one country – has an election that is really suspect, and there's real questions about who was actually elected. It, okay, put that aside. But then they're also spending money. Now, it was a pandemic. He said they're spending money like crazy, the highest deficit since World War II, you know, nearly 75 years ago. But you go, well, it was, it was last year. It was a pandemic. Okay, they did, they did pretty well. But then you go, oh, no, they're spending another $6 trillion next year. What's going on over there? Then you go, well, the central bank, I'm sure they'll be – and then the central bank is, is, is monetizing debt at the rate of $120 billion a month, and, they're, and, they're, and they're, uh, their balance sheet is skyrocketing up 80% over the last year or so. You, you're going to start – and the country is hopelessly politically polarized with two sides. Is that where you want all your money? Would you want to invest in that country? And a lot of people around the world are like, hey, whoa, what's going on in the United States of America? This isn't the country I've known for the last 100 years. They've always been pretty good planners, and they've always been pretty prudent. So my point is to you is other people are looking at this, and I think the establishment in this country, which has is, is been kind of asleep at the wheel for a long time, quite frankly, is starting to wake up and realize 
whoa, our, our country is threatened and we're going to have to do some pushback and we're going to have to get this thing straight, straightened out. So I think things are starting to change. Some good news there. If you've got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070 here on the Max Health Savings We have Show. Randy on the phone. Hey, Randy, how you doing? Good, Ted. How are you? Doing pretty well. Excellent. Uh, Ted, the more I've been... Uh mulling over the situation with the pandemic and the economy, the more outraged I'm becoming. I think that, uh, in my opinion, that the government is doing this completely wrong. In other words, to to shut down the economy, lock everybody up, make everybody stay home, I think it's wrong. I think what they should have done would say, we've got a pandemic, you need to protect yourself. If you want to wear a mask, gloves, gowns, scuba gear, deep-sea divers, uniform, or whatever you want to do, we need to we need to keep working because uh, if you don't do that, people stay people to stay home. You're going to destroy our work ethic, which is one of the strong you know points of our of our economy. Because uh, without a work ethic, then you, per, uh, you, you don't produce anything, and that's going to lower your standard of living. So, I think what they should have done was. Uh, uh, Lowered taxes on everybody to maybe zero and keep people working. And don't forget, we're the world's largest economy, and as long as we're running uh, a trade deficit with other countries, then that means we're buying more from them than they're buying from us. So if we shut down our economy and we're not doing that, we're going to throw the whole world into a depression. Now, I know what you're saying about this inflation because I've been watching it, and I lived through the 70s, so I know exactly what you're talking about. And there's only three ways to control inflation. Wage and price controls, a la Nixon, that didn't work. Or uh, yeah. what Volcker did in, in the back in the early '80s of uh, you know raising interest rates real high to shut off the economy and throw us into a big recession. Or three, supply side. To me, if you plot supply and demand with prices, prices are going up because either demand has gone up or supply has decreased. Well, if you shut down the economy, I think that the supply has decreased, and that's what's causing the inflation here. I I just uh, I, I think it, I think it's totally wrong. It's totally misguided. What do you think? Well, I think you're right on that. I think the I think it is it's supply and demand. But one of the problems you got, Randy, is we have additional. There's so much money out there. There's additional demand, and that demand is, and, and and we're slowing down. We our, our supply chains aren't fully up to speed. But remember, we've also got to move those supply chains out of China. It's, that's becoming very imperative now after what's going on over the last. I mean, this is just not going well with China, and uh, and so that's going to be more inflationary there because you got to move the factories back here. And, and I just, I mean, I think there is so much money out there. The banks are loaded. They, the banks. I mean, if, if you've got anyway halfway decent credit, the banks are thrilled to lend you money because they have nowhere to put this money right now. And so, and that's why I just don't see this thing stopping. And the problem you got is. Quite frankly, at 1.59%, if rates go up a a half a point or a point, it's not going to slow down very much of this stuff that's going on out there. And that's why I think they're trying to hold fire at the Fed as long as possible for raising rates because they they can't raise it very high because our debt levels are so incredibly high. The global debt's about 370% of GDP near record levels, so they can't really do it. Now, the only thing I disagree with you on, there's a fourth, a fifth way to get rid of the inflation, Uh, and that is in, in modern monetary theory, what you do is you increase taxes on people. And that, that's how – so, so in monetary, modern monetary theory, which is the Democrats despise to, they can spend as much money as they want. Then if, the ta- if, 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 if inflation takes off, then they start raising the taxes, which is their, to, to slow things down. And that's the danger we're blending into. All right. Well, it's kind of the same parallel of, of raising interest rates or raising taxes. What you do is you, you take money away from people, and uh, they have less to spend, and that slows down the economy. But uh, I, I know what you're saying, see, because I've lived through two real estate busts, the one back in the 80s. I don't know if you remember the early 80s. When oh, I remember that. Yeah, all the savings and loans went out of business. All the banks went out of business. And finally, H.W. Uh, 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 Bush, they had to start the RTC, Resolution Trust Corporation, to get all that junk off of, the, of these uh, banks' uh, balance sheets. Now, most of the 80s, I was looking to buy a house, but uh, 
uh, I didn't buy until 87, and it looked like the housing market bottomed out. Now, it's the same thing when we got into 2007 uh, when we had all those liar loans and everything else, and people were getting uh, – uh, we had all the all the AAA, you know, uh, uh, housing mortgages and everything yeah, like that. Okay, it was yeah. all lies. And uh, yeah, it we went through that. So I, I think I think we're these low, low rates right now are building up a giant real estate bubble. I think this is going to be my third go-around. Yeah, I th- look, I, I think it is, but the problem is, is it could inflation it could explode on you, and that could be a real problem. And and, and what happened, people forget in Mexico when, when the peso crisis happened, I want to say in the '90s, there was a lot of of, of, of Mexicans that had property in Mexico, and the, and the real estate shot up on them. And, and it, if it wasn't if it was not fixed rate, they got in trouble and lost a lot of their property down there. I mean, this is this is going to be a tough one, but but. The living standards are pretty good right now. There's just so much money out there right now, and, and, and people are getting nothing in the bank. And so uh, the only reason we can't we keep actually run a lot of cash at, at at our firm, you know, for for clients, but because we just wait for opportunities, and then when the opportunity's there, we pounce. But but a lot of people they're, they're really struggling right now uh, with with too much cash, and, and and they don't know how to manage it. And, and, and yeah, no, things are definitely changing. But good good, good questions, Randy. All right. Well, one thing about inflation, Ted, it it makes people buy houses today instead of tomorrow because they think they're going to be priced out of the market, and kind of it just kind of inflames it all. Yeah, I think I think we're already. I think we're there, right? I mean, I think that's what's happening. I think people are just panicking. I think this money is flashing. I think people are like, "Oh my God, I got to spend it," and, and you're seeing them spend it everywhere. I mean, there's shortages. Well, you go to a lot of stores; some of the shelves are empty. It's not when well, people are buying, but also they just can't get the product because people are buying so much product right now. And it, I mean, it's really dangerous that this inflation. Uh, attitude is starting to take hold because that's what happened in the seventies. And once you once once you put it in place, it's very hard to get rid of. As you point out, by the way, one thing I do think we're going to see rent controls put back in place for for apartments and yeah. stuff if we get inflation. That's one thing people are not. Well, I've seen people talking about gold and silver and bitcoins, cryptocurrencies, and something like that could be a hedge for this inflation, or maybe that uh, they're buying real estate because they think that's going to be a hedge for inflation. Yeah, tell you what, I'm going to call, uh, cover that after the break. Good call. Thanks a lot, Randy. All right, good talking to you, Ted. Bye-bye. Okay, we'll be right back after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. By the way, if you haven't gone to the web, go to maxoutsavings.com and sign up for the free Max Out Savings report. And you can also request an appointment to sit down with me and we'll go over how you're set for retirement. We'll be back right after this quick break. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant. And since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com. And we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. And your retirement. And uh, if uh, if you got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-370. Uh, that's what Daniel did. Hello, Daniel. How you doing? Daniel? Hello? 
Daniel, you there? Yes, I am. Thanks very much, Ted. Ted, I just had a question on um, gold. I see the price of gold going back up, but I don't see the price of the gold mining stocks going up, and I'm just curious as to why. Uh, that's a good. Well, yeah, that's a good question, and let me let me explain that. They've been going up. They're, they're, they're right now. Let me see. Let me just pull up uh, an easy one here to look at. Bear with me. They, they've been going up over the last six months quite a bit, and, and they're kind of basing. They've they've had a huge run up, and and now they're, they're really kind of they've been basing over the last last couple weeks. And, and and I think they're about to make another move up. But but if you look at them, the uh, let me pull up a chart here uh, just to look at Newmont because it's an easy one. New, Newmont, uh, Newmont basically came up. It shot up early in 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 the, at the beginning of the year of last year. Once people saw how much the Fed was going to inject in the system, and then it's been sort yes. of basing. And then it's it's broken out over the last about three weeks. Uh, uh, it started broke out. Starting in maybe uh, uh, March, April, and I, and I think they're going to start going higher again. It, 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 and it's just a matter of they had a big move up, and I think they're starting up again. People aren't sure. The same thing with if, if you look at the at the, at the silver companies. Uh, same thing. I'm looking at some of those huge moves last year at the at the first half of the year. Then they didn't do much, and they've been kind of basing right in here. Well, these earnings estimates in these companies are all starting to go up. I mean, you look at them. They're all going up pretty rapidly for this year and next year. And so I think once what people aren't sure of, we're getting some inflation numbers, in, 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 in the, and the gold hasn't really moved up much in the, at first. And people are like, well, what's going on? Uh, why isn't gold moving up? And, yes. and, and some more. But, but let me pull – I'm pulling a chart up here. Bear with it, again, it was it was a big, huge move into mid last year. Then it kind of went down, and then into March, and now it's starting to go up again. Uh, it, and it's going to break out. It's starting to go up in starting March of this year, and, and that's when these inflation numbers are starting to come out. Okay, and they're starting to come out pretty big, and they're going to get bigger. Now, this week, an interesting thing happened. The, the Russians said, "Look, we're we're going to divest." Uh, all, all of our in our sovereign wealth fund, we're divesting American investments, and and they're going to buy instead Japanese and Chinese and European investments in gold and things like that. That's very bullish for gold, but gold went down that day; it dropped. And I think I think the the, the Fed or the Treasury, whoever, I think they dumped some gold, so so no one would think there's any nothing to see here in the gold market. Look, the Chinese. And, and the Russians are buying massive amounts of gold. They, they think they have the reserves are twenty, twenty-five thousand tons in China. They've been massively buying, and they're just waiting. Uh, the other thing that's happened on, over the last couple months has been the base, some Basel Three work, which is the, the uh, is, is, is really high in banking rules. That that the banks. This is kind of complicated, and I'm, I'm not getting it exactly right. But the, the banks okay. can't use unallocated gold as part of their reserves. And, and, and wow. like, so people aren't sure why they did that. I think what's happening is they're worried that gold's going to have a huge surge up. And if the banks have a lot of derivatives, there's a lot of paper gold or derivatives. If gold has a big surge, it could wreck the market in that. And I think they're getting ready for a possible major move up in the precious metals. Look, we've, we've got at least three, uh, three more, uh, two, three more months of huge inflation numbers coming. This inflation is here. The dollar's been falling and the precious metals are going to go higher. I mean, there's just a, it, 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 that, that's just, we have not seen this type of, 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 of spending since 1970 in World War II and you're going to see the inflation. Thank so it's, you, Ted. That was wonderful. In, yeah, but that's what, that's the reason why. Oh, I appreciate that very much. Thank you, Ted. Always enjoy okay, the show. Take care. Thank you. Uh, but that's that's what we're looking at. Really, is this inflation? I mean, I, I think I think you're going to see it. I, I, that really, I, I, the problem. If this was 20 years ago, the Fed could just raise up rates and you know shut the. The problem is they have so much debt; it becomes very hard to raise rates very much. And and, and if you look at the dollar, the dollar's been falling since about since about. September of last year, it's been falling, falling. And then, again, in that March time frame, it started to go up as people started to see this inflation come in in the United States. And, 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 and so, well, let me see. Let me pull. That's the dollar. Wait, that's the wrong chart. Okay, the dollar's, been, the dollar's actually been falling since March 
of last year. Initially, when the coronavirus came in, this is an interesting thing. When, the, when, 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 when we're struck by the coronavirus, uh, the dollar fell some, and then it skyrocketed up because people go, oh, my gosh, there's a global pandemic. What do we do with all our money? The United States. They're always the smartest. That's the safest place to be. I'm going to go put all my money in the United States. I want to own dollars because I know these guys always do the right thing. So it shot up. And then the panic got worse, dollar exploded higher. What happened? The Fed goes, look, we're going to do whatever it takes. We're going to be buying treasuries. We're buying mortgages. We're buying corporates. We're buying high yield. We're going to buy everything. And, and, we're going to, and, and their balance sheet exploded 80%. And people go, oh, my God, these people are going crazy in the United States. And the dollar has gone straight down since then. It, it, it's gone from 104 down to 90, which is a big drop. It's almost straight down the entire time. And because people, again, this is what people are sensing this. As, keep in mind, most commodities are priced in dollars. So as the do, as, as the dollar goes lower, commodity prices are going to go up. This is why your precious metals, this is why your, uh, your golds or silver, your oils, uh, energy, uh, uh, copper, uh, base commodities, uh, lumber, those type of things that, that there's, there's, trees in the ground, there's oil in the ground, there's gold in the ground, oil stocks or, or physical gold, that those are locked in because, hey, if I own the gold or the silver, the dollar can depreciate all at once. My, my gold and silver are going to go up. This is what you're seeing happening. Companies in an inflationary world, if they're making a bunch of products like an automobile company, they got to sit there and uh, you know, the price of aluminum, steel, semiconductors, uh, uh, they use silver in some of the cars, uh, rubber. When, if, 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 if it's all going up, paint, paint's up 80-something percent. Uh, if, if it's, uh, you know, look at uh, plastics, plastics are going up. If all of their cost inputs in the car are going up, and so they have to pass it on. Now, lumber prices have fallen for about two weeks in a row because it got so expensive. People are like, look, I'm not building the house. Or people are just, we're just halting construction. We, we, we can't do this project. It makes no sense. So you're starting to see some pushback. But that's going to happen all over the place, not just in a half a million dollar house. But it, it's going to happen, it, 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 you know, if someone's checkbook at the grocery store, they're going to go, look, I can't afford all this because everything's gone up. So I'm going to take back a couple products. So some companies are going to try to, they're going to try to keep their costs down because they know they know consumers are stretched, which which is going to dig into their margins, and and so this is so so right now Wall Street's all excited because inflation means you know prices go up there and theoretically everybody makes more money. Well, that's not the case because most analysts that have that have covered Wall Street, quite frankly, the majority of them have never ever been in an inflationary type of environment and don't understand it. And so what you want to shift in that environment is remember we have. The 10-year real interest rate, for, which includes inflation, even at the very low government inflation level, is 0.84%, which means you're losing 0.84% per year every year for 10 years. And so that really doesn't include the real inflation. So so you, you want to have shorter-term bonds because interest rates are liable to go up, and then when they go up, you can take advantage and buy little longer-term bonds once the inflation the rate becomes positive, the real inflation rate becomes positive. And so, so this is, so it's a different world of thinking. It's not just indexing in, in retirement going forward. It's, it's more of a, a, uh, it's got to be more nuanced. You want to be in, you know, natural gas stocks because it's gas in the ground. You know, if the economy heats up, they're going to use more natural gas for everything from steel to heating homes. And the pool of gas is sitting in the ground because these people own the wells. And if the price goes up, they make more money. That's the type of thing you want to look at in this type of environment. Copper stocks. Uh, we looked at an interesting copper company we bought the other day. I think they got to do mine coming in next year. Now, why is that important? It's the first half of the year, so the, the mine the mine is is going to be there, and they probably paid for most of the stuff or have the prices locked in. If I'm starting a new mine from ground zero today, the costs are going to skyrocket. So all of, you have to analyze all this stuff. It's a different world of investing. So we have I think Jack we, on the line. Hello, Jack. Hello, Jack. Ted, to the yes. Ted, just a quick question: What's your target for gold in the next six to twelve months? I think it's going to go twenty-two hundred, twenty-four hundred. Okay. Look, 
if things get out, so if some, somewhere something gets out of control, if if the if the Chinese and the Russians come out and say, hey, we've got all this gold, and the dollar starts, or if the dollar starts falling, and it loses confidence in the dollar, you could see it it much 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 higher. The, the question is when and how does it play out? But for the next you know twelve to twenty four, I think that's that's the range you're looking at. Thanks a lot, Terry. Appreciate your insights. Bye. Okay. And I, by the way, I think silver silver is probably thirty five. Good question. Uh, the, thank you very uh, much. Thank you, Jack. Uh, I wanted to also cover something we cover uh, from time to time, and in, 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 in I wanted to touch base with it again, is that uh, the, the journal had an interesting story on, on people working, working more in, 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 into retirement. And, and the point they made is a lot of people take have second career, something they like. They had a story of a guy that makes chocolate chip cookies. He loves doing it. He, he has a little mail order business and he goes down to the farmer's market and it gives him something to do. And he says, I feel like I'm 45 years old, pretty high powered guy, but that's what he likes doing. And so he's making some money and he enjoys it. And, and, and a couple of points they made. Okay. For every dollar you earn at retirement, it's a dollar you don't have to take from your investments. And look at this which way. If you could just make $20,000 in a part-time job at retirement doing something you like, that's equivalent of having an extra $500,000 in savings. You said, Ted, what are you talking about? Well, it's real simple. If you have a half a million dollars, it, the, the, the rules about you can take out about 4% a year and grow it over the long term. Because remember, you, 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 people retire at 65, they have a good chance they could live to 95. That's 30 years. So you can take out 4% of a half a million, that's $20,000 a year. So it's a good way to earn extra money. A lot of people are doing it. It also lets you can also delay Social Security in some cases by this. And remember, your Social Security goes up about eight percent a year every year. Now, one thing people forget is when you start your uh, if, if 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 something happens to you, your spouse gets part of your Social Security. Well, that's based on what your Social Security is. So if you delay to later and you get a bigger Social Security check. It grows 8% every year. And the, and the, and the, the point they used is you get about $2,100 a month at 62, but if you retire at full retirement, it's 3000 And if you wait till 70, it's $3,700 a month. But so you're building up a bigger retirement should anything happen to you for your spouse, too, by delaying Social Security. And so also... By working, you still maintain your social network, particularly if you're going back to the company or in industry you're in. You also are keeping yourself healthy because you're, you're, you're more active, and, and you keeps your brain sharp. So there's a lot of advantage. A lot of people just like working. Now, this has been a big theme of the Max Out Savings Show. We're big savers, you know, save aggressively, invest conservatively, and people like to work. But, but uh, this is a big trend out there, people working longer because they're realizing how, how long a lifespan they really have for retirement. So anyway, a couple thoughts. Again, uh, coming up on the end of the show, a few things. Uh, look, I think this inflation trend is for real. We're going to see more inflation numbers coming up this week. Uh, we got the CPI. The next week, we got the PPI. People can understand this is a real trend. Uh, if you're not signed up for our free Max Out Savings Report, we write about a lot of this stuff in it. Just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. We just send out the report. We don't call you. We don't bother you. We don't do anything. It just report comes out once a month. I'd like to get them out maybe twice a month, uh, but that's it. It, it. It's free. Just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. Uh, we just talk a lot about retirement. We have caught we, – we've had – Top Wall Street strategists sign up for our report because every once in a while we come up with stuff that no one else does. In 2007, we said the investment banks were going to fail. We laid out how to do it, and that's why people listen to us. And we have a lot of neat, simple investment ideas, retirement ideas to help you with retirement. And if you need help managing retirement, just go to our website. You can request an appointment with me. We'll set something up. It's maxoutsavings.com. Until then, remember our model and philosophy, save progressively, invest conservatively. Since I was trying to reach it off, it's all mine. It's all mine.